Oh, this is it. The end of an era. The end of a decade, really. What has happened in 10 years? Where did they go? Guys, we're closing out 2019. No more. We're going to usher in the 20s. And what what we have in store for the new decade of comedy. I'm Vince Tresco. Dean is away on family vacation, let's say, in Thunder Bay. So I'm filling in the hot seat for him tonight. But before we jump into 2020, let's look back at 2019, the last decade. Well, the last 12 months exactly. And we'll take a little year in review for Inside Jokes. I'm Ben Stadesco, and this is Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Welcome to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Should old acquaintance be forgot and never brought to mind? Welcome, welcome, welcome to technically and officially the last episode of Inside Jokes of 2019. Uh, I am your host, Vince Teresco Dean. Like I said off the top, is away back in Thunder Bay, visiting his family, enjoying the holidays. Uh, sitting in with me, though, friend of the show, Giuseppe the MC, coming down. How you doing, Giuseppe? I am doing wonderful, man. Thanks for having me. How was uh, your Christmas break so far? It was, and I say was, in the... In it was great. I just, I ate a lot. I'm exhausted. Well, we're Italian. That's kind of the protocol. Yeah. It was uh, my mother-in-law's, my mother's, my sister's, everywhere. I'm, I'm exhausted. Giuseppe's filling in the hot seat tonight with me. We're going to look back at the year that was 2019 in, uh, in Canadian comedy and inside jokes. So much has happened. Controversies, milestones in Canadian comedy, uh, great Canadian moments, milestones for inside jokes for that matter. Uh, so we're going to dive into all of that. Going back right when we kicked off 2019, back in January, um, Giuseppe, Mental health has always been kind of an issue with uh, the comedic world, you would say, correct? Of course, of course. Uh, I think uh, I think a lot of comedians transition into comedy because of and because a lot of, of that comes health. out comes out in their comedy. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, we started off the year uh, having three artists. Well, two of them came in. Uh, three artists launching something that was amazing for the comedy community called it was called Fat Artist. Um, comics Courtney Gilmore, Dina Jackson, and Marita Lopez. Uh, the girls were in studio chit-chatting about that and discussing exactly what Fat Artist was all about and what um, an outlet it was for comics who who were dealing with mental illness to kind of take that break and maybe take some time for themselves to uh, assess whatever it is that was ailing them. So let's take a couple clips back and go back way back to January and listen to a little bit of the girls. I think that, yeah, one of the big things that we address is mental health, and that seems to be um, a buzz phrase right now, which I think is wonderful. Um, And this is sort of our approach to it. Also to say that everybody's an artist, everybody's a fat artist, so it can apply to certainly people who are a working artist or, you know, eating the ramen noodles, that whole (laughs) concept. But it also applies to anyone because, you know, it's, it's moving away from the concept that life is about struggle and it's more about enjoying the process right so not just always having an end goal and saying i'm not going to enjoy life until i get to that goal but rather i'm going to enjoy 
each moment and each day as I work towards it. Uh, that was absolutely amazing, uh, Vince. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's so important to uh, it's it should be in discussion all the time, and it's great that you had that episode in the beginning of the year. Um, but you know, it should be something that's discussed within the community all the time because uh, I think a lot of people need. Yeah, that. whether whether you talk about it or not on stage in comics listening, if it's part of your material or your repertoire, I mean, it's always uh, something that everyone kind of deals with, not just comedy, but I'm saying with comedians, it's more profound. But we wanted to kind of kick off that year with. Something that was kind of heartfelt, but, you know, start of a new year, better yourself, get out there, have a great solid 2019. But then we also kind of wanted to reinvent inside jokes, as we do have a lot of comics on, uh, and something you might know a lot about, the social media world. Yes. uh, And comedy memes. How did you get involved into sort of, well, I mean, do you sort of remember how that whole world kind of opened up for you with comedy memes and online videos? Yeah, yeah. Listen, man, I was uh, I was just starting off in comedy in general, uh, as uh, many people do. And, you know, I, around that time is when Instagram started to um, allow 15-second videos. Yeah, and, I remember that. I know I had 15 seconds. Yeah, and so, you know... You had you, to be precise of what you had to put in the 15 oh, man, seconds. Oh, <laughs> man, you had to, like, uh, say things really fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> And uh, I don't know, I just, uh, for me, I just started having fun with it. And it was literally just to engage, I don't even know what, like we use the word engage, engage right. the audience. We didn't engage know we were, your audience. We didn't know we were engaging anything back then. It was just for fun and for some likes. And then and and then there was a big response from people. And then I'm like, hey, there's, uh, I got something going on here. And then I just started making more videos. And that honestly helped put seats, people in the seats and, yeah, uh, it, it transitions very well. And not just for myself, for a lot of people. And uh, and I hope today a lot of comics understand that it's an essential tool. It's not the be-all, end-all, believe me. No, of me, course not. But uh, it's an essential tool. Well, and, whether it kind of hit a nerve or struck a nerve within the comedy circle of, I don't know how much social media presence uh, affects your day-to-day routine, but as in the comedy world and comedy memes and flipping on that phone every morning and seeing something kind of funny to get your day going. Uh, no two guests kind of did it better when we had in the Comedy Priest uh, and Tony the Memer, a local a local memer here in Toronto who does everything from uh, social celebrities to comedy uh, to um, uh, athletes and, and, and sort of uh, sports clips. He They put together uh, a great episode back when we started off the whole year. And like I said, it was a groundbreaking episode for Inside Jokes because... We're very accustomed to stand-up comics or sketch artists. So to get guys in who actually create these social memes was uh, was a very interesting episode. Yeah, you, you, you have to sort of satisfy your, your followers. Yeah. And you want to beat your last likes. That's what it's about. Yeah, it's almost yeah. getting rewarded. Let's do this post. Um, you know, I got 600 likes. Now I want to see if I can get 800 likes. So you're constantly looking, refreshing, yeah, looking yeah. at your phone and seeing yeah. what, how, it, how it flies. That was the Comedy Priest and Tony the Memer back in the new year when we kicked off 2019. Uh, listen for more of our year in review as we come back here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. This is Inside Jokes. Hi, I'm John Doerr's sister and you're listening to Inside Jokes on 640. That's right, baby. 
2019. Well, it's 1999, so it's 2019, really. We're closing the year off on. Uh, looking back at a year in review in Inside Jokes. Uh, sitting with me in the hot seat today, Giuseppe the MC, co-hosting in as Dean is away. Yeah. Welcome. Thanks, man. Um, we kind of wrapped up uh, or, or start, kicked off sorry, the year uh, with some new episodes for, for Inside Jokes involving comedy memers and always kind of... Uh, Breaking the envelope, or uh, like ripping open the envelope, as there was in the uh, in the comedy world. Uh, Howl and Roar, uh, Alison Doors' uh, record label, Howl and Roar, kicked off like gangbusters, as it was uh, a great way for female comics a to get stage time, a to get album recording um, done, uh, as she heavily promoted female comics who were just being kind of sidestepped. So we had a bit with Alison Door, but also uh, something that Allison did in, in, in giving the female comics a, a voice in this community was something that very much resonated with me as I am a student of the Carusi School of Broadcasting. Shout out to my girl, Santa Carusi. Uh, and another milestone to hers was uh, her 50th this year. Uh, Giuseppe, favorite Santa Carusi memory, as you know her very well. Oof, I have tons, but the first time I met her, basically it was... Uh I didn't. I actually didn't know who she was at the time when I met her, mm-hmm. uh, and it was backstage at a show that we were both performing at with uh, Frank Spadona, Angela Shrukas, Eric uh, Johnston. I remember that all, show in Burlington. Uh, yeah, and uh, I don't know. We just we sat. We were sitting next to each other, waiting for ourselves to get on stage, and we just took a liking to each other, started laughing, and she had that infectious smile, and I, I'll never forget her. I love her so much. 2019 uh, or 2019 was a, a big year for women's. Listen to some clips now from. Uh, Miss Allison Dorr of Howlin' Roar. And, of course, when we celebrated my girl, Cruiser, her 50th birthday party. We have friends and family of Sandra Cruzy in studio. We have comics. We have radio people. We have random people who came in off the street because they heard there was cannoli. <laughs> Everybody's welcome today. I like. We also have a friend of the show, Dave Merhaj, in studio with us, who I've never in my life seen Dave this nervous. Because he's like just surrounded by random Italian people <laughs> telling family memories. And he's like, why am I here? White people give me Prosecco. This is what it was like for me, Dave, for the first three years of this show was just, I would be in the corner and it would just be 12 Italian people. I'm living, I'm living easy, bro. Right? So now it's, now it's your turn. That's what it's like. But of course, you did the show many times with us yeah. over the years. Uh, you got to know and work with Sandra. Um, and of course, we have Claudia in studio with us again. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Hey, You've been on the air with us before. Uh, so we're swapping Sandra stories. And by the way, we found out during the commercial break that uh, Sandra was born in the year of the cock. It's so suitable. <laughs> right? 1969. 1969. Uh, and actually, Paul McCarusi, her sister, told us during the break that Sandra was the first person that you ever heard the term cock block from. I've never heard that before. That makes sense that Sandra that. would be the first one. Uh, Eight years difference. My favorite was always, though, watching Sandra do, like, co-host the dating relationship show with Laura. Right. Because Laura would, like, have her script and her pa- piece of paper. <laughs> yeah. Like, it was like watching a brand new stand-up with, like, the, I've got five minutes that I have memorized, like, a school speech. But if I lose float from that, like, I'm done. So Laura would have, like, her pieces of paper that she's reading out on the air. And she's trying to be so serious. She's like, here's my topic. 
here's my statistics, and Sandra be in the corner and just be like, so I banged this guy. Like, she's like trying to like riff material. And Laura's just like, I'm trying to do a show. She's like, no, this is funnier. People are gonna wanna listen to this way more. And she said to me, uh, you know, I need, I want you to get on the dating and relationship show. And I said, I'm a chiropractor. She's like, I don't know, it's gonna work. Just get on there, stop being boring. And I was like, all yeah. right, let's give it a shot. And then she introduced me to Laura and I thought that was fantastic. And that was one of her strengths is just networking people and getting people together. No prejudice, no judgment, just all for the greater good of everyone. And I think that's what she did. Like she, comics, radio people, whoever. I think Sandra always sort of put that feeling in people of like, no, you're a star right now. As long as this thing's on, as long as you're in front of a mic or in front of a camera, doesn't matter what credits you don't have. You are a star right now. Like take this moment and just do whatever the hell you want to do with it. Because that's what she did, right? There was never any like slowing her down. There was never anybody could stand up in front of Sandra and go, yeah, but you did stand up 25 years ago and then you quit for 20 years and now you're back. Nobody ever said that to her because she came back as if she had never left. She just went for it. And that was the great thing about her. And there's, you know, the tough thing for comics is, you know, it's, it's a very insecure kind of profession. Really, yeah. you're up there, you're alone, uh, you and a microphone and an audience. And, uh, and it can make you somewhat insecure, but you never got that sense from her that she was anything but, hey, I'm just plowing ahead and I'm doing my own thing. That's right. And she that's was a, great. That's the thing. We've been, we're going into our fourth season now on the air, and this building doesn't even know we're here. <laughs> <laughs> she just kind of, like, found our way into here. We're just still here somehow, all because of Sandra Carusi. But where we're the same as that. High standards, high expectations of people. We would get disappointed, but when people yeah, didn't reach yeah. our expectations, yeah. then we would lose it. Yeah. And, and, and mm -hmm. we would fracture that relationship. However, for those people like Elvira Caria, who understood that to get the good, you had to take the bad. Absolutely. Exactly. And the good far outweighed yes. the bad. Absolutely. She, uh, I have to tell you, there was at least 60 people who came up to me at the... A celebration of life and at the funeral home who said and they were young people who said to me your sister connected me to my first job your sister connected mm -hmm. me to my first deal yeah your sister connected me to this contractor yeah. your sister connected me to this one yeah and so you know I have a lot of respect for people who are able to do that and we I'm gonna throw her in with me we're not always saying the right thing but we always do the right thing Sandra, just want to say happy birthday. I love you. I miss you so much. Not one show goes by, or I shouldn't say day, that I don't walk in here or do something that I think of you. Um, I just really, really miss you, and I love you. Happy 50th. Thank you for everything. Happy birthday, Sandra. Wishing you all the best in heaven, and because of you, I'm not boring anymore. Hey, Juicy. You're a legend, and the juice is loose, and uh, we're thinking of you. Happy birthday, kid. Hey, Cruiser. You know what? You had good choices. Elvira and Elvira. Clearly, you had friendships that you loved the name Elvira. Happy birthday, baby doll. We miss you a lot. Happy birthday, Sandra. I know you're around. I almost got it in the head today. Thank you. Ciao, Bella. So much love in studio that day for Sandra's 50th. Uh, like I said, 2019, she would have been 50 this year. Uh, I love her and I miss her each and every day. I wouldn't be talking on this microphone if it wasn't for her. So um, shout out to my girl Cruiser. I love you. We'll be back with more Year in Review, Inside Jokes, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Hey, this is Ali Hassan and... Uh, you really can have it all if you're listening. Inside jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Can we blend? Uh, can we blend commercialization and IDs? Can they? Yeah.
That's Dean Young for you. Oh, yeah, baby. His babies. Every time he comes back from break, you are listening to Inside Jokes, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. I am your guest host, usually in the producer's chair, now in the hosting chair. My name, Vince Tedesco, sitting to my right, our co-host... Giuseppe the MC. Special guest, Giuseppe the MC. Oh, man. Uh, how was uh, how's the holidays been been treating you so far? Are you gearing up for kind of uh, winding down this whole decade of, of, of comedy, I guess? My kids are home right now, so there's no <laughs> winding to anything. I'm just dealing with them on a daily basis. It's uh, the... Basically, how do you keep them entertained without throwing their iPads in front of them? That's there you go. basically what's going on. Uh, looking back at the year that was Inside Jokes, we had a lot of groundbreaking episodes, a lot of episodes that evolved behind the scenes of comedy. One of my favorite episodes was actually the business of comedy. Uh, keynote to all you producers out there, all you festival show, uh, festival runners, and uh, guys that, you know, put on your own shows, try to make... Uh, a living in, in, in the world of comedy from a behind-the-scenes aspect. Uh, the Business of Comedy episode carried three juggernauts that were Clayton Peters, uh, hi, Russell Peters' manager and brother, um, Bruce Hills, president of Just for Laughs, and Morgan Flood, agent to the comedic stars. All three, well, all two in studios. Bruce called in from Montreal. But let's go back at a little couple on a couple clips that uh, aired on the business of comedy seeing things from behind the scenes i think it's safe to say at this point russell peters is a brand unto Absolutely. himself you he know hates, he hates to hear that he hates to hear he it i'm sure to hear it but it's true and yeah. you love to hear it i'm sure i love to hear it because that's your side of the coin right <laughs> and of course bruce i mean just for laughs is a brand that is one of the biggest comedy brands on the planet the biggest the biggest mm-hmm. yeah i mean really it's safe to say i mean it's not just in canada anymore it's all over the place now getting into just for laughs is is an absolute milestone for them and it still has power it still it still means something in your career and it can still propel you forward unlike bef- you know if you compare it to the talk shows you know before yeah. getting on Johnny Carson was the move mm-hmm. that propelled you to the next level but you know getting on talk shows now doesn't mean anything it doesn't do anything for you you can go on Kimmel you can do all the shows it doesn't have the same cachet as saying you know I did a gala at just for laughs um, you know I'm being in the, in the new faces at just for laughs just yeah. for laughs is a is a powerful brand and it still has cash and it can still move your career forward. What do you think about that? That was, was that? great. You know, uh, I wondered why I wasn't on that show, but then I realized when you have these juggernauts on the show, you know, it, it, as a young producer myself, not by age, but in just in general experience. <laughs> hey, I produced as well. I mean, it's tough out there. Yeah, it's very tough, and you know, a lot of people don't understand that the oh yeah, it's easy to to perform on stage that's the actual easiest part believe it or not it's getting people to the show yeah running and the, running, running the, event. the event and uh, that's my actual business that's my career it's getting people to the show the performance is just happens to be the show but it has nothing to do with the but show but they were talking more of brand, and you're building your brand as well just oh, of course. DMC yes. is a brand yeah definitely, definitely. Uh, so it's getting so into that whole you know kind of revealing back of the wizard and, and seeing the man behind the curtain and how it all comes together yeah they're nothing bigger than those three guys that's for sure but again speaking of Bruce Hills and the world famous Just for Laughs Comedy Festival what would a year be if we didn't hit Montreal in July and again, I hit the mean streets of Montreal, uh, tackling comics left and right, hovering them into the hotels, 
Back in the mental quarters, giving me uh, some interview time. Uh, JFL is sort of the Super Bowl of our industry, I guess you would say, Giuseppe. It's my favorite uh, time of the year. And uh, once again, you and I kind of had a couple cocktails at the bar there at the uh, A couple more, actually. A couple and more, that's, yeah. And yeah, this was my second year that I had gone. and uh, Third for me. And it's my, uh, <laughs> like, it's the go-to every year now. You have to be there. If you're in comedy, you got to be there. It's just the way it goes. Uh, let's look back at some of the highlights of JFL with some of the big comic celebs that... Uh, uh, we got a chance to sit down with Alonzo Bowden, Cristela Alonzo, Steve-O, all gave us their time. General public, it's, it's uh, never going to be right of my reputation <laughs> stand-up comedy. And as long as I've been doing it, uh, it started out like really conventional stand-up comedy, of course, telling stories about my experience as, of course, uh, yeah. as a maniac. But uh, gradually, my worlds have uh, have converged. You know? Okay. And now, uh, my my uh, tour is a multimedia tour, and the act is about uh, you know these, these latest stunts that I've been doing, which are just so mind-blowingly outrageous. Sitting with me right now, Miss Cristela Alonso. How are you, Cristela? I'm doing good. What's going on? <laughs> you are always such a vibrant force of nature at these festivals. <laughs> Um, I, the laugh is iconic, but just coming to these, uh, and not in Montreal specifically, but every other festival, what, what essentially do you get out of it? You know, I like doing the festivals. I like doing different ones because you realize that your stand-up has to be universal enough to make everybody laugh. So you actually realize the difference in audiences that sometimes laugh at different spots that you're not used to getting laughs at, and then you have to wonder why. So for me, what I like doing, I like doing the fest because I always feel like I have to adjust my set a bit, and that's part of the job. Part of the job is not only to write, it's to adapt and still stay true to what you are and who you are, but make sure that they get your, what your, like your point too. Okay, of course. So another question that's kind of come up based on that form, do you feel that as a comedy writer and a comedy creator, the legwork and the emphasis is more in the writing or in the actual presentation, the way it's said, because each crowd is different. So what do you kind of put your focal point on? And and we'll just expand on that. I'll get more into it, but expand on that. Sure. I feel like um, likability, charm, and personality will get you so far. Okay. But at the end of the day, the words are the most important thing. Because you can smile and you can give a lovable performance and stuff, but when people leave as a stand-up comic, if they don't remember one of my jokes, I feel like it hasn't... I didn't do my job. Sitting with me right now, Mr. Alonzo Bowden. How are you, Alonzo? I'm great. I'm great. Just finished hosting the award show and uh, looking forward to a funny night. When are they giving you an award, Alonzo? It's been a quite some time. When are you getting uh, some gold? I don't know if I get an award. I just, I'm just here every year. I'm part of it. That, that's like, that's your reward. So I'll be here hopefully next year. But I'm good. It'd be nice to get a trophy. I'll steal one one day. Here's a, here's a question that I love asking comics who have been in the game and have seen it change so many times. I mean, what the hell is the formula now at 2019? There is no formula now. Um, for one thing, the sitcom, you, you, the sitcom is still the win, right? I call this the lottery business because... <laughs> You can work and work and work. If you get a, you know, people are like, hey, do you want a sitcom? You're at, yeah, do I want to make six figures a week? Yeah, I'd love to. But we have streaming services now, right? You got Netflix, Amazon, Disney's about to start another one, Hulu. 
and this and that, right? You have cable. You have all the cable networks. You know, FX was doing a lot of comedy, single camera stuff like that. You have people who are just monetizing their YouTube, right? Where they have, you know, X million followers. I mean, they used to be get on the Tonight Show with Johnny. Now you can get you can become a star by getting on the Joe Rogan podcast. So much star power. You gotta love Montreal in the summertime. The JFL Festival, a juggernaut of talent. Uh, tune in for more of Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Year in review. Hi, my name is Simon Fraser, and you are listening to Inside Jokes on 640. We are back with our year in review show. I am your host, Vince Tedesco, sitting in with me, Giuseppe the MC. Mm-hmm. Say hi to the wonderful people, Giuseppe. Hello, wonderful people. <laughs> Looking back at the year that was 2019, uh, all the milestones that were kind of hit in the comedy world, and especially here at Inside Jokes in our studios, one of the biggest home runs that we kind of hit this year was getting no one other than Jim Gaffigan. I'm not talking Jim called in from New York. No, no, no. Jim came in studio, sat down with us, gave us an hour of his time, huge uh, comedy special on Amazon Prime uh, that was released this year, and uh, we had a full hour with Jim, and that was uh, it was a great interview. Let's go back. What did he do on Wayne's World? Let's go back with Jim Gaffigan. A lot of my stand-up comedy, I'm complaining about <laughs> yeah, a lot yeah. of things. Yeah, uh, you know, because a lot of the comic ideas kind of, you know, arise from something bumping me, and then I'm like, or I find something weird. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I have, you know, there's a lot of things about Canada that I think are weird. People like the surprise of stand-up. So, like, they like being challenged. They like when you kind of go to an edge. And it's weird because it's like people might be like, but you're not edgy. But, you know, it's it's all, you know, it, you know, I don't curse. But, like, there are stuff, uh, there obviously is stuff that goes to the edge. Because if it wasn't then no one would come. You know, if it was just knock-knock jokes or just vanilla, people wouldn't, you know, and it's not about money, I'm convinced. I think it's about time. Yeah. I think it's, you know, we don't live in such a cursing-filled world where people are like, let's go and sit in this theater and listen to this guy who doesn't curse. It has to be funny. Awesome having Jim Gaffigan in studio. So much uh, that we learned from him and just kind of... uh his whole embrace of the Toronto com- oh, Canadian comedy scene. But the Toronto comedy scene is that night he actually did a, a little pop-up show on, uh, I think it was Absolute Comedy. He showed up that night. Something you got familiar with this year, Giuseppe. Oh, man. This is... Uh, hey, this is- groundbreaking you for 2019. You actually did, like, no rehearsed material, no scheduled performance, just, yeah, you want to do five minutes? Get on stage. I was, it was incredible for me. I, like, and I, it's funny, I've been on stage for, for about four years now, but it shows that I produced and you know i was set up and my name was on the marquee or whatever yeah yeah we're and talking this about was you like, getting on right now this was on like hey you're on in five I'm like what and uh my hair wasn't up you know that's an issue but uh <laughs> it was great it was uh it was very humbling for me and i and i understood at that moment so i've done it twice in the past month it was great um i understood what what the grind was and, exactly uh, and it was uh 
exciting for me, and I and for two thousand for twenty twenty, it's it's gonna be like a regular for me now. I really want to head. Hey, up if and, the heavy hitters like Gaffney can get up on on stage and pop up at a at a local club, why can't you? Uh, of course, leading into JFL forty two, uh, huge Toronto uh, comedy festival, overshadowed by TIFF as it appears or comes in. Literally the week later, so everybody's all partied out. But JFL 42 brought a lot of huge stars uh, into Toronto. One of my personal favorites uh, was a comic out of New York, Mr. Sam Morrell. Another guy graced us by coming in studio. He was in Toronto, came in, gave us a bit of his time. Uh, I think he's going to have a huge 2020. Let's look back at Sam Morrell. So you've had like a crammed few days in Toronto doing shows stages Dude, all over the place i'm so it's been crammed i've not done i haven't like really seen the city i kind of wanted to do more stuff but i'm just uh yeah you just kind of wait i feel like it's so i remember my friend ryan hamilton has this joke where it's like he, he'll say to the crowd sometimes you're the first people i've talked to today yeah that's, <laughs> that's how i feel on the road sometimes well i knew like, you've been going for a couple of weeks even before jfl right? i knew this stretch was gonna make me disconnected and depressed and then the lack of sleep uh this guy waking me up at like 6 40 a.m doesn't help so uh, yeah our producer vince tedesco dragged you down to the morning show yeah and global and it was fun yeah they were like nothing edgy i was like all right and then i got there and they're like so justin trudeau and i'm like this is your fault and I mean, actually what's I'll... gonna happen this is on you well, I think the interesting thing about you, and you did gain a reputation for this, is that how immediate you are. So something will happen in the news or something will happen in pop culture, whatever. seems like you're on the club, you're on the stage that night with new material about this, just like riffing on it. Well, that's the job, you know? I mean, I, I think a lot of those jokes aren't evergreen enough to make a special. So you're just like, well, I have, I have an opinion on it. I'd like to put it out there. I'd like yeah. to, I like, I like to just throw material out there. So yeah, if, if there's something funny, if I have an angle that's maybe different or good, then yeah, I'll, I'll totally throw it out there. I think you gotta, you do have, you need stories, you need life. And yeah. you know, I'm not really a storyteller comic. I have stories that I'll tell sometimes, but I don't, like, I'm more of a joke guy. So I, yeah. I think I have to live in my head a little bit, but then, you know, sometimes living in your head makes you crazy. You know, sometimes thinking of those jokes, like you're already on the road, so you feel isolated, but then you got to go to the coffee shop and kind of like live in your head for a little while. And it can feel, you got to, yeah, you got to have like a rotation of friends to call sometimes. Yeah. You yeah. don't want to go, you don't want to go crazy. And that was Sam Morrell. More inside. No, no, no. I got this. I got this. Oh, you want to do it? Yes. <laughs> More inside jokes on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Woo! Hi. My name's Aaron Berg, and you're so lucky to be listening to me on Inside Jokes on 640. And we're back with our year in review, co-hosting with me, Giuseppe the MC. This is a, a great year in review. It, yeah. A lot great, of great things. Kind of, a lot's kind of happened. Um, yeah. The craziness that was uh, the year, though, was essentially uh, JFL, Just for Laughs, what a year in review it was. Crazy year. Like we said, JFL 42 coming back in September. JFL making a lot of headlines as they bought the Sirius uh, XM, uh, their comedy channel, which caused a bit of an uproar. But amidst all the backlash and the smoke and debris once it all settled, our girl Sandra Badalini 
came up and kind of brought peace and order to the whole fiasco. Uh, one personal highlight for me about Sandra um, was that she was involved and pretty much the flagship of an amazing documentary called The Mayor of Comedy, which we highlighted uh, on this show, uh, premiered uh, back in, I believe, October uh, in the East End of Toronto. A huge documentary about what it takes to be a comedian in, in Canada yeah. and, and, and popping your cherry in the States. And uh, we had both Matt and Sandra, uh, the director of the film, and Sandra, the host of the film, uh, in studio. Uh, let's look back at the mayor of comedy and what it was with that documentary. Sandra's one of the funniest comedians in the country. So effortlessly funny and so immediately likable. I'm a headlining comic. I've won two Canadian comedy awards, and I did just for last in Montreal. And that's it. That's the ceiling. It's low in Canada. We give so little love to our performers. There is next to no industry. Television has dropped the ball. We have no funding. It makes no sense to me because comedy is one of this country's greatest legacies. And then it was recommended um, that we form an association. And it was like we had a panel here with Sandra Carusi. I guess it's two and a half years ago Yeah, it's a while now. Yeah. And so, you know, we started to talk about... Um, you know, what what were the next steps, what we would need to do. And, you know, of course, it was recommended to form an association so that we don't, like, it wouldn't just be me lobbying the government. Um, but basically, it was just a letter to the prime minister to say, hey, these are the things that are major issues in our community. Like, you know, we don't get funding. It's so expensive for us to go to the U.S. when, um, you know, Americans have no problem at all. And, uh, and of course, that conversation has grown. And, you know, I, I now describe... Um, the experience of a stand-up comic as one of a circle of entrapment. But no, I do feel like things are, you know, changing. There's not, like, not, it's not like we've seen anything concrete, like formal announcements, like this is what's changing. Um, but I think we're seeing a little more Canadian, like some more comedies being made. Um, we've got Tall Boys, you know, Baroness Von Sketch. Yeah. Um, you know, even, even like on, you know, Netflix, Netflix has taken on Working Moms. And uh, so it it feels like there's a little bit more of this kind of, you know, content being generated. Um, yeah, I do. I feel so inspired. It's like there's but I, but it's inside of the industry that still has this old way. This uh, the swamp needs to be. Dry. Yeah, that's a quote in our documentary from, oh, you saw that. Big things for Badalini in 2020 and the mayor of comedy, uh, again, uh, hopefully getting another screening in another theater and, and hopefully some more theaters across Canada, uh, a documentary that needs to be seen by comics uh, coast to coast. Um, but again, with inside jokes. Uh, we always kind of want to step out of the grounds uh, of what is our comfort zone. Mm -hmm. An interesting guest we had uh, was that by uh, a woman via the adult industry. Really? A Miss Stormy Daniels. Oh, wow. How stormy uh, is she? Yeah. She uh, uh, best notably aligned with Mr. Donald Trump, El Presidente himself, uh, went on a bit of a tour. She came across uh, the Yuck Yucks stages here in Toronto uh, back in November. And uh, we had a little powwow with her as she called in uh, and told us a bit of what her show was going to be about. When I wrote my book, full disclosure, it was something I'd been working on for like 10 years. And it was originally called Why Me? Because just the craziest stuff happens to me. You know, being in the adult industry as a writer, director, performer and traveling 
feature you can imagine the crazy stuff I've seen and heard in the last 20 years. Um, but the publisher cut out all of my favorite stories because they only wanted the book to be about Trump, which yeah. is amazing that they were able to spread 90 seconds into that long of a book, but whatever. What were you n more nervous doing for the for first time? Stripping, adult film, or comedy? Comedy. Comedy, really? hands down. Yeah, I was, um, and I still get really nervous before I go on stage. Uh, I have terrible stage fright when it comes to speaking. Um, dancing was easy when I started stripping because I had already been on the Baton Rouge Ballet Company and been a ballerina and, and stuff like that. And, and when you're, when you're doing a sex scene, like when you're in porn, you have somebody with you, like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like you're in it, you're in it together. Stormy Daniels making the way, uh, a little bit of a tour with her, uh, more interesting and wonderful guests that have come across our airwaves here on Inside Jokes. When we get back, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Hey, this is Rhiannon Archer, and you're listening to Inside Jokes on the Global News Radio Network, 640 Toronto, MP4, KW8, 905-827-6428. Did I even say it right? Now, back to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. So I turn myself to face me, but I've never caught a glimpse how the others must see the faker I'm much too fast to take that test Ch-ch-ch-changes Turn and face the strange Ch-ch-changes Don't wanna be a richer man Hey guys, we are back on Inside Jokes. I'm your co—I think your co-co-host. Yeah, sure, whatever. Uh, Giuseppe the MC. I'm here with host Vince Tedesco, <laughs> filling in for Dean in Thunder Bay. I've been to Thunder Bay. Have you? Yeah, twice What's it like actually. There? He's probably freezing his butt off right now. Yeah, the one time I went in February, there was no snow. It was like the oddest thing in the world. But they were was like it first minus, time. Was it like minus sixty-five? Yeah, it was <laughs> minus sixty-three. It was brutal, but there was no snow. Uh, uh, um, craziness that happened this year of 2019. We're kind of looking back at our year in review. Uh, we went through milestones that happened in Canadian comedy. We went through milestones that happened with inside jokes within these studios and these four walls. But one that kind of remains prominent within the comedy community is that of the cancel culture variety. People trying to shut you down for... First it was joke stealing. Then it was sensitivity. People just being in an uproar of you can't say that because it offends me or you can't say that because that kind of is similar to somebody else's comedy or you can't say that because it offends this certain amount of people on this side of the of the line or it offends everybody on this side. Of the, it's just walking a whole Walking on eggshells, walking on eggshells. That's the comedy industry All now. All day long. That is the comedy industry right now. That's right. Uh, there were many notable shows that kind of sparked this conversation. Dave Chappelle had a great Netflix special this year, uh, Sticks and Stones, which kind of hit a lot of those talking points with the LGBTQ community. Uh, there was a lot of stuff that happened at that within our own comedy circles here in Toronto. And, and then, of course, Louis C.K. made his pronounced sort of comeback, I'm using air quotes, uh, show at Yuck Yucks this year. I went to go see that. Amazing show. But there was some uproar about that. So let's take a look back, because we actually did an episode about this on cancel culture in comedy. I, I can't even tell you where 
or how I felt. I I was super excited. I was so excited about it. Yeah. And I was just told originally you're gonna it's gonna be a controversial act. We can't tell you who it is. Oh, because okay. there was no press being released on this, nothing. It just went up online and was word of mouth, and then it just sold out from there. Did, when they first said that to you, did you have any clue as to who you? Oh yeah, I said, to? "Is it Louis C.K.?" Because yeah. it's Louis, I'll totally do it. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Breslin's whole standpoint the entire time has always been, "Yuck Yucks" has not changed. This is still a comedy club where you can come in. And it's adult and the filters come off and you hear people, you hear comics talk about stuff that people are afraid to talk about otherwise. And you're supposed to just let your guard down and be allowed to laugh for a minute. Course, what a yeah, concept. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Because there's this exactly. weird trend right now in comedy where it's, we've almost like blurred the line between stand up or, you know, a 90 minute university lecture. It's crazy. Everyone's like, it's not a TED Talk. That's like a lie now. I'm like, don't make it sound like a TED Talk. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, don't talk about crazy stuff. Try to make eggs funny. If you can make eggs funny, you can make anything funny. (laughs) Well, no, I want to make my sex life funny. Thanks. Yeah. (laughs) A crazy, crazy industry we work in, Mr. Giuseppe. Wouldn't you agree? Uh, The craziest. Um, Looking back, and not to end off on a bad note, but new horizons are coming this way. A new decade, 2020. That's right. What do you see happening? I uh, I see a lot of things. I see uh, those who are struggling, getting ready to explode. I, I I see that. I see I see positive things. It's it's a great. It's not only a new decade, but it's 2020. Like you know, it's like 2020 vision. Like people <laughs> are. Yeah, I know. Really, like. Uh, well, a lot of comics are coming up uh, through the social media ranks, through the stand up ranks. A lot of them are. Uh, Kind of doing the uh, the hard work as it is right now, getting their names noticed. We had a comics like Eric D'Alessandro come through our way. Uh, like I said, Sam Morrell. Uh, JFL is always a great uh, place to see these young up-and-coming comics at showcases like New Faces that they highlight there. Uh, Giuseppe, anybody uh, that's kind of piqued your interest for 2020, who might you think to uh, kind of watch out for? Other than the guy's name being Giuseppe the MC? Yeah, just look over <laughs> me, and that is it. Well, you know what? Uh, there's a lot of uh, strong comics. You know, there's a guy in uh, New York, Anthony Rodia. Ah, oh, another guy, he yes. Is, uh, he's exploded, and he's doing very well, and uh, he's, he's just everywhere in the tri-state he's area. Couple, he's, he's exploded, had a couple of and, shows and, and he's expanding Yuck-Yuck. beyond, and he's come here to Toronto a few times. And uh, he's somebody to look out for in uh, in 2020, I'll tell you. Many, many comedic options to look out for. The industry is ever so growing and ever so changing. Uh, screw the cancel culture. Screw the negativity. Go out there. Be funny. Make people laugh. And do what you love to do. Uh, this is a kind of a wrap-up on the year, 2019. Hasta luego, muchachos. Say hello to the new era, 2020. We'll be back when you hear our voices. It'll be a brand new year. But uh, I'm signing off. Vince Tedesco wishing you guys all a very happy holiday season, a very happy new year, and uh, we'll see you back when we kick things back off in January. Signing off, Vince Tedesco, Inside Jokes, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Love you, Cruiser. Hi, this is Alicia Carusi, and you're listening to my aunt, Sandra Carusi's Comedy Rx. This week featuring Nathan McIntosh. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. I, um, I gotta be honest, I'm a little bit envious of the people who are visiting New York because I live here and it is, uh, very expensive, man. The rent goes up every single year for no real reason at all. Every year a landlord knocks at your door and is like, wow, you're still living in there? I guess we made last year too easy for you, huh? 
They should really change the slogan of this city. Like, if you can make it here, you could have owned land in a lot of other places. You... You could have had a house and a boat and a real family. Why are you doing this to yourself? And if you ask people, they're like, well, the pizza's good. I... I need to know where the pizza's that bad that New York rent is the option.